Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 48 of On the Flank. I am one of your hosts, John George, alongside Joe Kirkpatrick. Say hello, Joe. Hey, everybody. Yep, that's right. He is back again um, after after leaving me again. But, uh, Joe, you're back at the right time because 222 started last week. And uh, it, it was uh, it was OK, right, Joe? It was it was fine. You miss you miss goats, right? Oh, yeah. No, terribly. <laughs> Bring goats back already. I mean, I'm I'm sick of this. I mean, what was this Genji character was being played? And I was like, what? This takes way. This takes no skill at all. This is boring to watch. Entirely too many DPS heroes in this meta. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of sick of it. Like I, I there's two DPS players on every team. It's like what? How how is this happening? You know, just just crazy. Uh, in all seriousness, this is amazing. A uh, great change, fantastic. And I have nothing else to say about the topic besides a uh, fantastic choice. <laughs> um, fantastic choice by by Jeff Kaplan of the Overwatch team as well as the Overwatch League commissioners who i believe put on a vote to the players and they voted on this and said do this please um and it's working out fantastically in my opinion it's very fresh breath of air joe do you agree yeah for sure it's uh obviously we've you know we've only had one week of it but yeah incredible for the entertainment value of the league for sure and i think um you know we can uh you know, it's a different question, like whether it's like good for, like the competitive structure that they have going up. I mean, um, like even the MVP candidates that they've picked are, uh, you know, arguably MVPs from a, an old meta that feels like a lifetime ago already. But, um, but, uh, uh, yeah, as far as like an entertainment, entertainment value and like being a spectator and watching the Overwatch League now, it's so much better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I had a big rant last week, Joe, about about those MVP choices. I was very upset that this is what was <laughs> happening because they are definitely the MVPs of the first half of the season. I mean, it's funny to me because th- those five players were good in stage three, but they were not MVP caliber in stage three either. They all, almost all five of them dropped off in stage three. Um <laughs> So that I think it's funny to me that it's so clear that these these were voted on after stage two because they were definitely were the five best players after stage two. Arguably not Gushway though. I still don't know why Gushway isn't. Gushway is a good player. I don't know, think he's the top five player in this league. Um, and I never thought that throughout this whole season. So I'm still confused about the Gushway pick, um, and I always will be. But <laughs> yeah. Um, it looks like that's how they're doing MVP, Joe. So nothing we could do to change it. We should do our own MVP and maybe they'll, maybe everyone, maybe the community will consider ours to be the actual one, Joe, because we will do an MVP, right? Oh yeah. I'm sure we will at the, like in, at the end of the season, I would think. Yeah. So maybe we just convince everyone that the ours is the real MVP. Um, and we send a trophy to whoever wins, um, and, and just get that. one that's identical to the yeah to the uh, actual one yeah. yeah exactly and then we design a skin for them <laughs> <laughs> there you go uh, yeah um you can do that right i can't <laughs> i can't design skins yeah I, I probably can, something like that maybe know. get my girlfriend to do it she's she's an artist i don't know <laughs> sure. um 
let's move into the games here. Um, because, I mean, I just want to kind of go over almost team by team. I know we don't have time to cover every team. Um, we never do, especially today, because, Joe, you're on a, you're on a time crunch here, right? Yeah, um, sort of. Okay. Just let, <laughs> just cut me off and say, I got to go. All right, if you have to go. And we'll, 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 we'll go. But um, uh, let's start off with uh, day one teams here. Uh, the first game, I think the first game is pretty important, even though maybe their teams we don't necessarily want to. But Paris Eternal, I think, showed up. I think some people are still thinking they're not that good, but Paris Eternal showed up this weekend, Joe. Um, and their team you were high on at the beginning of the season. I think in your power rankings, you were higher on the power rankings going into this stage. You were higher on them than I was, for sure. I think you yeah, had them in I, the top 12. I at least bumped them up, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, just sitting at 12. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and top 12 is making that wild card. Uh, but they did start off the week beating the Houston Outlaws, who are, who are on a little bit of a hot streak lately. Um, and almost... On Saturday, almost beating the Los Angeles Valiant, who are on even more of a hot streak. Uh, and I would definitely consider them to be a better team than the Houston Outlaws. Uh, they took them to map five, just barely lost at the end there. And I think that was almost a reverse sweep, actually. Um, I can't remember. I'll check. Yeah, that was almost a reverse sweep. Uh, and they looked very dominant on like Route 66 and stuff like that. Um, but Joe, why do you, so I think there's one answer to why they look so good in this meta. Do, do you know the answer, Joe? I mean, um, if not DPS in general, then I think soon in specific, yes. uh, was, was basically just a really huge part of, uh, of, uh, Paris this week. I mean, um, you, you know, as, as much as we like, um, uh, it's much as I like Shadowburn in particular too, I think, um, like one of my my little blurb that I, that I sent you last week about uh, Paris, you know, talking about Sudan Shadowburn, uh, you know, I, I really liked him even at the beginning of last season, you know, really excellent Farah and that sort of thing. But, um, uh, but yeah, it's interesting. Um, sort of the, the mill, the meta that's developing out of this two, two, two rule, uh, lots of may play. And I, I thought uh, Shadowburn's may probably at least at this point leaves a little bit, something to be desired, but soon in particular, on the Widowmaker, um, being able to take these kinds of duels with, uh, like, Lakeser, um, in this case from Houston, or, um, well, I think KSF plays Widow a lot for um, uh, LA Valiant, but um, yeah, being able to play these heroes he's super good at, um, and like I said, Shadowburn's May, I think, is just going to, um, you know, get better and better as we um, get on into the season. But yeah, there's definitely still some some stuff to work out for Paris. Um, uh, Fancy's off tank. Is um, it a, a another week, uh, weaker feature, I think of their, of their team play this week, but uh, is it still looking a lot better in um, with these sorts of compositions than they ever did in goats? Oh yeah, I, I agree. And I, it's, it's soon. It's soon, baby. Uh, he's just so, I mean, he. It, we're back in a meta where in Overwatch you've never truly been able to like insanely carry, but we're back in a meta where you can actually somewhat carry, uh, and that's what Soon was doing most of the time. It felt like, um, and Joe, I think I like I agree with your power rings at this point. I think as I mean they got Soon now, um, 
and I honestly, with with soon in this in this meta, it truly feels like uh, Paris can just pull out a bunch of wins just because of how insane he is on on Widow on any hero you put him on. Um, I forgot how good this guy was uh, because we've seen him not on DPS heroes. So uh, it it's great to see him back. A really good player. Um, yeah, and interesting to see uh, Shadow Burns May does. I agree with that. Um, so we'll see, we'll see if he can improve here. Cause it looks like May is going to be a staple of this meta for sure. She just pairs super well with Orisa hog. Um, uh, I can't remember what match, I, what match it was. I think it was Guangzhou charge versus Boston. I was watching, um, which was later on Saturday and it was the map where Fraggy came in Fraggy and Bishu. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Probably map four of the series. Yeah, Havana. Havana. And I just remember, like, it reminded me so much of, like, a real sport because they were on the first point just going, like, back and forth on, like, the Orissa, like, halt and hooks. Like, they were just, they, they kept missing. So they just kept going, like, back and forth and back and forth. And no one was, like, trying to fight, really. Everyone was just, like, trying to get the halt and hook combo in. Um, and it was really interesting to watch because it reminded me of like volleyball or like tennis or something. Cause we just saw it kept, kept seeing this ball go over to the other side and they tried to like yank someone in and that didn't work. And then the other team tried it and then they tried it and, it, and no one like, that was how everyone was going to engage in the fight. No one was going to try to get picks or kills or run at them. That was how they were going to do it. Um, so I was like, is this what, is this what overwatch is going to be now? Just everyone trying to hold and hook. Um, but it was super interesting to watch. Um, I like gladiators, New York Excelsior, Joe, you surprised by this, this LA gladiators win here. Um, I mean, you know, if you look at my power rankings, uh, you, you might think so, but I mean, not really. I mean, you know, we, <laughs> we know this team is, we know this team is a really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, just a matter of seeing what they would look like exactly in this like two, two, two setup we got going on now. Um, which might as well bring it up now. I, uh, um, over this past week, I made like a Reddit post about, um, uh, about, I said, uh, 222 is not a meta and Reddit didn't like it very much, but, but I, I, I still do, I still do stand by it to an extent that, um, to trying to talk about this as, you know, oh, this is a meta change that I think it's much more accurately described as well, basically because it is, it's a rule change, you know, with um, um, adding with the two to two roll lock that it's it's a lot more on the scale of um, like when they put one hero limit into competitive rather than just like a balance patch that's somehow ushered in, you know, the era of double sniper, for example. Um, and anyway, that's that's a whole different conversation. You can um, go look at it under like unpopular posts on r slash competitive overwatch <laughs> or something but um anyway but um yeah so talking about, joe, yeah so talking about to, to be fair but, joe yeah. ever reddit doesn't like much so <laughs> <laughs> it's true uh but we're talking about the gladiators and yeah so it's it's just a matter of trying to see what they would look like under these circumstances we knew they would look good but um yeah, even even over New York, that um, I think arguably was looking a little bit inflexible. I think maybe in this series, uh, relatively, but um, you know that's that's always sort of their their bane is <laughs> is trying yeah. to trying to be fancy and whatever. But 
Um, but yeah, a really good showing for them. I th- was that their only match this week? Uh, they also played Houston yeah. and lost, which was <laughs> yeah. That I remember. Yeah, that now. I that's the other interesting part. But I was very yeah. frustrated. I was very frustrated in that moment um, because that game was happening at the same time uh, as Echo Fox playing League of Legends. If you didn't know, I work for Echo Fox, so um, and Echo Fox was facing TSM, the best one of the best teams in the league, one of the most popular teams in the league that I absolutely despise, and I, I would like. Um, them to lose every single game because I hate their fan base. Um, and we almost beat TSM and we lost on something so stupid. And then I turned it to the Gladiators game and then they lose to Houston Outlaws. Um, and I'm a big Gladiators fan. So it was not a good hour for me, Joe. It was not. Yeah. Um, and I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened to the Gladiators. In I mean, it was because Houston... Uh, just just kept Dante and more than more than they did against Paris and kept him on uh, Sombra and said, "Hey, this is working." Um, and it truly does feel like Houston's sometimes just sort is just throwing like darts and sometimes just hits a bullseye and says, "Oh, that's how you do it." And then they and then they just like, "Okay, we'll do that." Um, it's it feels like they're not that consistent, but when when they're able to play their best, they can beat the best, right, Joe? Um, yeah, and, and that's what they got to find what works. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, the gladiators uh, gladiators are going to be good in two two two. Um, sure for once, I mean, you reminded us that he can play like every single hero in this game at a pretty good level, and uh, I think he's. Basically, I mean, I expected Decay to be a little bit better than, than what he's doing, especially for apparently how much rumored money he was paid this offseason um, in order sure. in order for the Gliders to get him. Um, so I expect him to step up a little bit here. But sure, right now, Sherford is sort of the MVP of, of the 2-2-2 for, for LA Gladiators uh, just because of his flexibility. Uh, and also interesting that Hydration, their other DPS player, is not coming in as DPS ever, but he is coming in in the tank role all the time. <laughs> Play Orissa, yeah. Yep. Which I mean, you know, they sort of, um, you know, hinted at in, you know, I think even in stage two, but also stage three, um, you know, that that was, you know, something he's been working on. But I mean, you know, you you need an Orissa player, you know, maybe maybe Roar's not as um, uh, comfortable on it you know maybe that's what maybe that's what you got i don't know yeah uh who knows I, I mean he's good at it so um and i don't think roar is one of the best main tanks out there so uh you might as well f- switch it up every once in a while uh and it, it was working out when it worked out for the gladiators um but as far as nyxl goes uh they're obviously gonna be feeling good here soon enough uh do you think they should have put pine in at all that was what the chat was begging for, Joe. Do, do they, do they give, do they give the chat what they want? I mean, at this point, it's just hard to say like what Pine Steel is right now. I mean, because we haven't seen him play like all season, I think, or at least uh, the you know not hardly much at all. But you know, we don't know like what condition he's in or what they've um, like set him up to do potentially, and so. Um, you know, if, he, if he's not prepared for, for this kind of stuff, or if he's like a super niche, um, you know, like he was uh, season one when they played him, I mean, you can't just throw him in, um, you know, quote unquote randomly. You got to <laughs> go by whatever game plan they've got. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, 
Pine, obviously Pine wasn't played that he wasn't like a starter last year or played that much. He was still a niche guy, right? Um, and yeah, I, that's what I mean. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he's gonna. <laughs> I, I I don't know if he'll play, uh, especially when they have like when they have Flower and all these people, uh, formerly known as Nano Hannah, as 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 Joe. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they've they've got tons of tons of DPS options now, and Pine is the f- probably the fifth option, which is crazy because he is what most people he was he was an all star Joe he's an all star for this year. Um, it's true. He should put that on his resume. He should be like, I was a 2019 all star, even though I haven't played a single game in the regular season yet. I didn't uh, after that either. <laughs> and I yep I. <laughs> I literally did not play a single minute. That'd be so funny if he didn't play any any time at all and he still was an all-star. It definitely could happen because he's I mean, you have Nene, Flower, you have all these you have all these people ahead of him that are better than him. Um so he's he's w- way in the back of the line here, Joe, to get in. But if the fans want it, they they should definitely just get money for him at this point. Um because there are teams that would probably start Pine just because fans would flock to them, right? Yeah. Well, and he is a good player. Yeah. Even even you know besides besides the fans, yeah. Yeah, I agree. When he gets I mean, he he pops off obviously. Um he's just super he's he's a McCree McCree or widow. Like that's what he has to play. Um Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that's why NYXL doesn't play him that much because he has to play McCree or widow. It has to be on a map where he can play McCree or widow. And uh, not have to switch at any point, or else he's just not as good at the other heroes. Um, I wonder how good he is at Ash. Actually, we haven't seen him play Ash yet, unless he played at All Stars. I don't know. I mean, you know, hit scan can't be that. Uh, yeah. yeah, can't be that far off out of his hero pool. <laughs> we got a little bit of Ash this weekend, right? I think Surefor pulled out Ash for a bit. Um, Probably. That and, sounds like something he would do. Yeah, and it didn't. <laughs> it didn't go well. I think it was against Houston. Um, and I think it did not go well. <laughs> um, but yeah, we need some more Ash. I like Ash, but maybe Ash is a bit underpowered, and that's that. That's why we're not seeing her. Okay, Joe, uh, let's talk Philadelphia Fusion because that's your favorite team. Um, and they're back to going to map fives, uh, and they're yeah. losing. They're losing them. <laughs> yeah, Philly was uh, stressful this week. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, lost uh, map five against Guangzhou and against we'll say Chengdu, uh, and so in fact the Chengdu Philly match is my match for you guys to go back and watch. But uh, but yeah, Philly uh, they they've definitely you know thrown themselves into um, into the the two 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 that we're sitting on now. I think that's that's fair to say they're they're feeling comfortable with being able to uh, do these kinds of things. Um, Obviously traded Fraggy away, um, sort of at the end of last stage, um, uh, but I don't think I'm sort of going through their roster now. I don't think they've they've played Kib yet. Um, obviously, I assume they, or I, I assume they plan to because he's he's I think going to be an asset to them. But uh, but yeah, really close map fives in both series. Um, we got to see the Carpe Reaper, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Poco's Roadhog, which again, I think he's, he's not as comfortable with. Uh, I know Kid plays really good Roadhog. I, I feel like he's going to um, come in on that role probably for this team. Uh, 
uh, potentially, you know, you know, if they need that. But Poco was being serviceable, I think. <laughs> um, definitely true, and obviously his diva. But, um, but yeah, super, super close with Philly. Uh, trying to go. I I think it's just some compositional things at this point, making sure they know exactly what their plan is. Um, stuff like this. I mean, because again, it was literally you know like last point control. Um, both both of these uh, both these series went soon. It's just a matter of make uh, just make sure you know what's actually going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be fair to Philly, I think they're faced. I think they face two teams that are going to be really good in this in this meta, specifically Guangzhou Charge. I think a lot of people are high in Guangzhou Charge right now, uh, and they've. They've sort of had, especially because they they started the year with a with a very tough schedule, um, and now they finally got a little bit easier of a schedule here in this stage. And their team is, I mean, now that Happy can can play on Widowmaker, can play on his Hitscan Heroes, which by the way he looked absolutely insanely fantastic on at times against Philly, and then the whole time against Boston, just absolutely dominating them. Uh, so. Th- to be fair to Philly, they faced I think two pretty good teams, took them to to five maps, um, and and played them super close. And I think Philly's going to be good in this in this meta too, uh, compare comparatively to Goats. And the, I mean, you got to give props to Philly for for being able to have an over five hundred record in a meta where I thought they were pretty meh. I thought they were pretty <laughs> not that good, and they still managed to come out of that that those first three stages with over 500 record and they still have an over 500 record despite losing these two close matches and they're in ninth place right now. So, um, it's true. Yeah. Philly's sitting pretty and all they have to do is, I mean, like I've been saying this all year, Joe, like the, all they got to do is just make, make it to that wild card at least. And I think that, I think this meta suits them very well. Um, just like, just like last year when they were the sixth seed, or fifth? No, they were the fifth seed, and London was the sixth seed, right? I can't remember. Uh, it sounds right. Yeah. Um, and, er, no, maybe they were the sixth seed. I can't. I think they were the sixth seed. Yeah, I just I don't remember. <laughs> I just remember Houston being really close to to making uh making it as the sixth seed, um, and I think it was Philadelphia that they were close to, but. Yeah, Philadelphia made it as the sixth seed. Obviously, made it to the grand finals. Didn't have that great, sh- great of a showing against London, but um, all they need is all they need is for that to happen because they have some very skilled players on their team, uh, especially in this meta. So, I think Philly's all good. Those two teams, very good. They took them to five maps. Um, they couldn't make it, uh, but this week they got Houston, which. Uh, uh, we'll see what Houston they get, and then they have Toronto, which should be an easy win. So, um, Philly's in fine. They're 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 good. They're they're in two two two. They're gonna be okay. Shanghai Dragons, Vancouver Titans, which is my match to rewatch show, uh, because this is a rematch from the stage playoffs last stage, uh, where the Shanghai Dragons upset the Vancouver Titans four to one in the semifinals in order to go on and eventually beat the San Francisco Shock to win the whole stage. Uh, people think that these two teams, I think most people consistently have these two teams at the top of their power rankings, Shanghai Dragons, uh, using DPS to destroy goats last stage, I believe had me especially at, had them at the top of my power rankings because of that. Um, 
And the Vancouver Titans, I think everyone is just like, these players are insanely talented. And that was what this game taught us, Joe, that the Vancouver Titans are insanely talented. Uh, specifically, Hureg and Haxel. Um, Hureg, Joe. Hureg. Um, the guy Cashing from one in the- his scrim books. Yeah, apparently the guy that's really good at scrims, the guy who's really good when we can't see it. Um, of course, he was on the London Spitfire last year, right? Yeah. Um, and and never spent some time somewhere else too since then. Yeah. Or it was so it was on Runaway. <laughs> not that I, not that no. I think about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's where he was. Everyone not too high on him on London Spitfire. He eventually got dropped. He went to the went to Runaway, and of course picked up with the rest of Runaway by the Vancouver Titans. Um, and he's he's really good now, Joe. Evidently, I mean, certainly his Widowmaker was in this series. I mean, um, you know, you can't play Dings Farah against him if he's just going to get eaten up the whole time. I mean, <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's the the logic here, sort of. Yeah, I mean, do you so? And my, like, I think, I think Shanghai Dragons, even though they lost this game three to one, I still think they're like a top three team in this meta, Joe. And, uh, that Vancouver still, that's probably true. Yeah. Vancouver still basically just handled them very easily at, at points and put on a show, put on a show, Joe. Um, but I think, and, and and for good reasons, me and Joe are both picking our MVPs of the week from this team, the Vancouver Titans. Mine is Haxall, because I I think he absolutely went off on Genji. I think he was the only the only there. It was the only team that could in this meta say run a Genji basically because they had a Genji that was good <laughs> enough to do it in Haxall. Um, and at some points, he was just like destroying. I mean, there was one play on um, Junkertown where he, like, right when he got his dragon blade, pulled it out. Like, the exact second he got it. Like, he (laughs) he knew when he was going to get it. This guy's game sense on Genji is, I mean, he's the OG Genji. Um, But, yeah. Joe, who was your MVP? Yeah, so, and then line goes to Hureg. I mean, we mentioned his Widowmaker super awesome in in that series. Um, and, and, you know, that's the kind of play that you need. Uh, again, in, in this meta, we're, we're getting into uh, a lot more double sniper than, than we're used to, <laughs> which is any double sniper, but still a lot more double sniper than we're used to, a lot more um, play like that and um, being able to, to serve that position for your team that, um, and, and granted, this is a, a team that has, you know, Widowmaker players on it, but, you know, one we haven't seen for a while um, and being able to, you know, prove yourself off the bench that's that's super valuable there oh yeah um vancouver very good um i thought bumper was meh um especially when i mean there was did we see any reinhardt this weekend uh it was a tiny bit but nothing like yeah uh, nothing like you know the rest of the season <laughs> oh yeah reinhardt's the, basically a staple the rest of the season but yeah no reinhardt yeah. Bumper's just a Reinhardt dude. Um, yeah, I know Philly for sure played some Reinhardt Zarya. Okay, okay. I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah. There was a bit of Zarya too. If Reinhardt was coming out, it was with Zarya usually. Uh, yeah. 
and there's some breaking balls on here too, which was cool. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, I, I think, uh, after that game, I, I think Vancouver is the team to beat still. Uh, and they did four Oh Florida mayhem later in this week, uh, as well, uh, which is expected, but uh, you know, and, and Shanghai dragons ended up being Seoul dynasty three to one, uh, as well. And Seoul dynasty, um, they also lost to the San Francisco Shock three to one. I mean, these are two really good teams, Joe. Let's talk about Seoul Dynasty for a second. That they lost to three to one, um, uh, both in both cases. Uh, but do you think Seoul? I can't remember where you had Seoul in your power rankings, but do you think Seoul's going to perform well in this two two two? I think I had actually they moved down a little bit, uh, which granted is still to eight. Uh, you had him at ten, but yeah, we, we both we both sent him down a little bit in this meta, um, and I don't even know if that's you know so much on the merits of their players, just as uh, just the the improvement that we're going to be expecting from every other team. I mean, uh, we, you know, we know we know Soul is absolutely more than capable, uh, especially in in the flexibility they have. I mean, this is one of the first one of the first teams this season to actually pull up their um, 12 man roster and actually use all 12 of their players with any kind of consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, so, so the, yeah, I think, um, you, you know, the, the conditions that they have are good. Um, it's just an issue of whether they can, um, compare to some of these teams that are going to be pretty significantly improved. Um, but from, you know, past stages to this one, um, I don't know if they're going to have as much success um, or as much like visible improvements. Yeah, uh, I, I I I agree with you completely, Joe. I think it's more of other teams improving and them. I mean, their rosters. I think it'll they'll probably they're in a good enough spot where it's going to be hard for them to be shot all the way down into the thirteenth place spot right now. They're in eighth place at twelve and eleven. I mean, everyone's close there, but I still think they've got a consistent enough team that they can pull out wins and stay in that spot, around that spot at least. Um, but but the roster doesn't overly impress me at any point. I mean, Fleta's still a big name. He hasn't impressed me in a while. It's And he hasn't played that much this year either in comparison. Um, but he, he, played, he, played, he played this weekend. So he, I mean, so... They've got big names. They've got, I mean, they have to, so they played Shanghai Dragons already once. They have to play them again this stage. They have to play LA Valiant next week. Um, they have to play Guangzhou Charge. Uh, Toronto Defiant is an easier one for them. But they've got um, Philly Fusion, too. They've got, they've got a lot of tough matches here, Joe. This is a tough stage for them. So we'll see. We'll see what they're able to do. It's possible they could drop out. But it's going to be hard for them to drop out. We'll see what happens. Um, anything else? What should we talk? I mean, London Spitfire back to two two two, back to winning and looking really good. They did face Fuel and Defiant, two teams that I think are on the downtrend for sure. Um, but they won both of them. Uh, Boston lost twice. That's notable. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, they're looking like the worst team in the league against Guangzhou, but they ended up taking Chengdu to five maps. So uh, I wasn't as sad for them by the end of the week as I was after they faced Guangzhou. But 
Yeah. That team's a mess still. Um, <laughs> there's no doubt yeah. about that. They're they're beginning to descend to Florida Washington level here, Joe. Um, which is sad because they started off the season so well, uh, especially now that Fusions is, especially since Reinhardt is getting out of the meta, meta too, because Fusions is a very good Reinhardt player, a, a average every other main tank player. So, um, yeah, that's that's not good for Boston. Uh, Hangzhou Spark, Atlanta Rain, that was a huge upset, but I think it was expected after all that drama coming out of Hangzhou Spark out of the Hangzhou Spark organization this past week. Um, yeah. Which I guess that's not on the rundown, but we can talk about it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it for a second. Just, just Crystal getting called out uh, on the team's social media for, Yeah, <laughs> I guess, taking leave longer than he should have. Yeah. Um, very... For, like, family emergency or something. Yeah. Um very interesting uh, yeah so it's a family emergency he took leave it was a sp- specific number amount of days that he could take leave um he and apparently he just didn't reach out or contact hong joe spark at all when he wanted to take more days or he he also crystal also came out and he said that he was having trouble with maybe visa issues or something was that it oh yeah might have heard that too yeah, um, but he, yeah, apparently he didn't reach out to Hangzhou himself and say that, though. Um, so Hangzhou was very upset and then just straight up called him out for that on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, yeah, which is very... Which is a little surprising. <laughs> yeah, it's very different than we'd see from most teams. I think if something bad like that were to happen to other teams, they would not say anything about it or try to hide it. But Hangzhou Spark wanted to use the fact that they they have a very popular Twitter account, obviously, and they're a team, to call out one of their players to punish him, basically, in the public eye, which is, I mean, even bigger for a Chinese, like, a West, a uh, Eastern team over there, um, because I think embarrassing a player is is a little more, is a little different in their culture than it is to our culture. Um, I don't think we, I don't think we're looking down on Crystal now as like an awful person, but I think, I think possibly Korean Chinese culture would after something like that. Um, but Joe, what do you, what do you think about Hong Joe doing that? Do you think, do you yeah, like it? It's, it was it's sort of interesting. It's like, um, and the text of it was like super, like, uh, had a lot of personality to it. Like it was clearly just like a person <laughs> that was, that was writing like, Oh man, you know, crystal is punished and you have to, you know, whatever. Um, it, it didn't seem like very professional is the point, but, um, but yeah, it was just a really unusual sort of, you know, whatever. Um, and people were trying to compare it to, yeah, like what would, you know, quote unquote, a real sport do in this situation. And I don't really know, but, um, the, you know, at the same time, it's just, um, you know, almost to an extent, it's, it's like not, um, you know, <laughs> to an extent, you know, the org can do what it wants and just let the players react. I mean, you know, if Crystal decides he wants, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Because if he was like, you know, actually doing like family stuff and then to get, you know, publicly like, 
destroyed for it. I mean, that's that's a problem. But yeah, anyway, it's it's weird. Yeah, I mean, that's the main that's the main thing. Apparently, something was happening. A family emergency was happening. Like that that makes me more sad about it that that they just wanted to publicly call them out like that. Um, but yeah, they they got some drama going on over there. I imagine their player. I mean, if their players are big friends with Crystal, they're probably pretty upset right now at the organization, right? For for calling their buddy out like that when he might be having some family issues here. Um, Absolutely. So that that might be an issue, and they ended up losing to the Atlanta Rain because of it. Maybe because of it. Three to one on Saturday. Sure, it didn't help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's for sure. It definitely played a role um, because I think uh, I think everyone likes Sancho Spark and thinks they would beat Atlanta on a normal day, uh, but this this is a little different. Any other team you want to talk about, Joe? Before we move on to a nice little Joe catches up se- segment here. Um, <laughs> uh, think so. I think we basically got everybody at least for the week so far. Yeah, I think we we touched on everyone. Not not too many in depth, but that's like Washington, Florida, like teams teams we don't really want to go in. They they can't possibly make it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Joe, you you missed last week, and you wanted to catch up on some some stuff that I talked about last week, or maybe didn't talk about um, that that <laughs> you didn't get to you didn't get to say your your opinion on. Yeah, so uh, first we had uh, a handful of um, uh, player trades. You know, we had Stellar um, come "quote unquote" out of retirement uh, to play on Boston. Uh, Iziaki got traded from the Valiant to Shanghai, and then of course there was um, confirmed the the Frankie Bishu Kib trade mess that that was between the Gladiators and uh, Philly and Guangzhou. Um, uh, that was so cool. I mean, you know, it's uh, the you know whether you're a Toronto fan, you might feel a little bit uh, uh, you, you know jealous that <laughs> jealous or upset somehow. You know, but with Stellar coming back, it's like you know you thought thought he was done for good, but no, he's he's back on Boston. Um, Iziaki's cool. I mean, we saw he was like um, stage one valiance like cores and yada. Um, this um, is so, so being able to go over and play i mean um i'm trying to remember who plays zen for shanghai usually um like luffy i think yeah yeah i think it's luffy yeah so he's got he's got some competition there but hopefully that'll help uh you know both of them improve and then of course the we talked about it when it was leaked the the fraggy bishu kid trade like i think basically all of the teams their benefits in some way from that so that's good um but then the big the big player trade I wanted to talk about is uh, uh, when they announced that Leave uh, was signed by the Chengdu Hunters, and he won't be able to play until next season. Um, uh, unrelated, apparently, Elifud and Lulshish are also not going to be able to play until next season for visa issues mm. uh, for the Washington Justice. But uh, but Leave to Chengdu is huge. I mean, you know, we saw um, it was sort of early in the life of this podcast that we were. Um, covering last year's Overwatch World Cup, uh, yeah. with leave leave coming in to play for Team China and just wrecking face. I mean, he played like twenty different heroes over the there's something ridiculous like that over the the span of the uh, over the span of the tournament. Uh, super good DPS player, um, and I in fact I think because they've instituted an age rule now for 
this year's World Cup. So yeah, I believe he's not on this year's World Cup team. Oh. But um, but uh, being able to uh, play for Chengdu uh, next season, I think that's that's a super big pickup for them. Yeah. Um, so, so I was I was impressed by that. I also am, obviously. I mentioned it on the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah super good pickup. Uh, um, and then you were telling me before the show you hadn't talked at all about the PTR. It's, so I talked. Uh, I talked. <laughs> I didn't talk. I talked just roll queue, basically. Um, and maybe I mentioned a little bit. I mean, I didn't mention the one thing I want to mention about PTR, which is the fact that it's happening in playoffs because I think that's the most important part of it because it, it, there are a lot of changes in it um, that are yeah. very big and it seems like we're getting a repeat of last year where we're, it's going to be a very different patch <laughs> that playoffs are on all of a sudden. So, uh, But yeah, if you want to go over uh, PTR, uh, just how, how whatever changes you want to go over. I know that there are so many changes on that thing, right? Yeah, so there's actually been five um, PTR updates in the last, um, well, five including um, the addition of Roll Queue, which I guess was, um, uh, I don't know when since our most recent show that that was added. But um, so, so Roll Queue, we've we talked about that already. I think it's super cool for, uh, for the game uh, to, to be able to do that. I mean, they've got the the beta roll queue season starting on, I believe Tuesday, the 13th on the live server. So presumably that's when this PTR is going to be moved to live on Tuesday, the 13th. Um, and then the, the, the like first real season starts September 1st. Um, so that's going to be awesome. Um, uh, roll queue is there. Uh, but then a, b- a bunch of balance changes. So we'll go through these quickly because, because I'm the patch man, apparently. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that's my thing. So uh, global ultimate cost increased 12% across the board. Uh, super cool. I mean, if you, you watch Siegel's Twitch clip of uh, his rant about the queues, I mean, that's, uh, you know, as much as Overwatch has become a game about ultimates, you know, it, it needs to be a little bit more than that. Uh, and so, so they're going to come up, you know, 12% slower, which is, is kind of nice. Uh, slowing effects, just generally um, the way slowing effects are calculated now, instead of stacking friendly and enemy slowing effects are now separate and movement speed will be reduced by whichever is slower. Um, so the example they used was um, uh, Widow's scoped shots or uh, uh, Reinhardt's um, shield to make them slow down. Um, also like Diva firing makes her slow down a little bit. And so, for example, if you're slowed also by May's primary fire, um, that won't stack together, um, but you'll only be slowed by the largest amount. Uh, and so if one passes the other, then, then the effect will switch there. But um, to, And so then there was some speculation that, oh, uh, this new Hero 31 at the time was going to have some sort of, some sort of slow effect. Uh, that, that that's the reason they changed that and i don't he doesn't really but uh, you know just having that uh together is nice um victim bug in which full damage was not dealt by abilities that rapidly gain or lose targets such as fast tracking with zarya and symmetra's primary fire beams uh described as a fairly significant bug uh so uh sounds like that's a good thing to fix 
Um, Ash gets a little bit of a buff. Her reload time per round decreased from 0.3 seconds to 0.25. Uh, so it's like a whole one-sixth of the time. Well, it's, it's five-sixths of the time that it used to be now. Uh, Brig got a reroll. We'll come back to it. Uh, Doof, Doofus melee no longer pauses ammo reload, which, as far as I'm concerned, it shouldn't have uh, ever done in the first place, so that's fine. Uh, Hanzo storm ammo reduced from 6 to 5. A little bit of a nerf there to Hanzo. And again, all these changes are being done uh, with roll queue in mind. Again, on the PTR right now. Um, so, for example, you know we, we know how powerful Hanzo is in this um, with a 2-2-2 roll lock, and so getting a little bit of a nerf there. Uh, Moira, for a while, her fade could be used while stunned. That was the buff that she was given that's been since removed because it was super crazy powerful. Uh, Orissa also got a little bit of a nerf. Uh, her shield, cool, shield cooldown was increased from 8 seconds to 9. Uh, Ryan got a new... Reinhardt uh, got a new passive called Steadfast, which reduces all knockback effects to himself by 30%, which is awesome. Uh, if you actually want to play the game of Overwatch while you're playing Reinhardt. Uh, Sombra's hack uh, duration on enemy players reduced from 6 seconds to 5, and the EMP activation time increased from half a second to 0.65. Um, so again, uh, so a nerf there to Sombra uh, for how powerful she is. Um, even with um, even with this this two 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 composition, um, Symmetra's teleporter got a rework that there's um, a, a bunch of different changes, but essentially it's it's now lasts an infinite duration. And you can destroy it uh, like Sombra's translocator, um, which uh, I've read uh, at least one Reddit thread from a Symmetra player who says it's actually kind of a nerf because the way it works on on live now is that the cooldown starts when you place your teleporter um, but on PTR the cooldown doesn't start until it's destroyed uh, which means it's up like way less often apparently uh, which is unfortunate but uh, you know it's what you got at this point I uh, got a little bit of a range increase too and that sort of thing uh, tracer pulse bomb damage increased from 300 to 350 that's a nerf that was essentially reverted uh, um, to help counter armor is basically what this says. Um, uh, Wrecking Ball's minefields, uh, projectile speed increased to make them spread out a little bit more, and the deploy time reduced from a quarter of a second just all, all the way down to a tenth, um, which is a lot, and then several bug fixes. But uh, the biggest bit of this patch here, other than roll Q, is definitely Briggs rework. Oh yeah. Um, again, trying to make her balance into more of a one of two supports role rather than a one of three supports role. Yes. Um, so there's several changes here. Uh, Inspire. That's her passive. You do some damage and it heals your allies over time. That healing amount has been increased from 100 to 130, uh, presumably over the same time. Um, so it's a little bit, uh, a little bit higher HPS. Uh, and the self-healing from Inspire is now halved, so she doesn't receive as much of an effect from that on herself. Uh, Repair Pack now has three charges, uh, like Junkrat's Mind has two. Uh, Junkrat's Mind has two, so now Break has three charges of Repair Pack, um, which is now a heal over time instead of an instant heal. Um, and it now only does 120 healing instead of 150. Um... 
Uh, her whip shot's uh, outgoing velocity has been increased a bit, so it's a little bit easier to aim, I guess. Um, and retracting time has also been reduced, uh, I guess, so that you can get on to doing other things more quickly, which is nice. Uh, Barrier Shield got a gigantic nerf, uh, all the way down to 200 health up, or all the way down to 200 health from 500. Uh, Shield Bash stun duration reduced uh, to 0.75 seconds instead of 0.9. Um, and the ultimate cost of rally was increased by 10%. Uh, so, you know, some of these are uh, obviously nerfs. Some of these are just changes, uh, like with the repair pack. But the ultimate goal is to make her more of a healer and less of a tank, essentially. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. Do you, do you have any thoughts about that? Um, A lot of these feel... I mean, we saw... So we saw a bit of Brigida this weekend. um, And whenever I saw it, I was like, why are they running Brigida? Um, And most of the time, uh, I was... The answer was... There was no answer because the team would end up losing that round. um, And I would be like, okay, why did they do that? Um, But, I I mean, she she obviously needs some changes... To, to be more of a healer, to be able to sustain her team uh, when she's one of two healers. Uh, and I'm guessing the healing amount uh, from her passive from 100 to 130 is going to be the main way, but obviously having three charges of repair packs pretty big, especially on a tank, being able to just like throw all three charges on that tank um, and having that, having that healing over time come around. Uh, but most of all the rest of her kit was nerfed besides all this healing stuff. So we'll see how, I don't know, overall, most of the stuff doesn't sound that good to me, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with her. She might, it, it, it sounds like she's a better healer, obviously. Um, I, I haven't seen too many people play her on the PTR. I haven't tried her on the PTR. I've only tried out Sigma. Um, but yeah, that's. That I, we'll see. I mean, it was it was much needed, obviously. Uh, but we'll see how 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 well it does and if she's playable. I'm fine with her not being playable for now. Um, we've seen we've <laughs> seen so much of her. It's just like we. Yeah, and then I feel like uh, most of the the reason she's been played so far in Overwatch League Stage Four has been for the stun, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, that's that's about all you would pick break right for right now, but. Uh, then it was a handful of days later that uh, PTR did get a new patch um, uh, with Sigma. Uh, you said you talked to him, talked to a little bit about him last week, right? Uh, just maybe I didn't actually. But just that he exists. Yeah, just know. that he exists. I was basically like, Sigma. I talked. I didn't talk about his kid or uh, or, or what he's like. Yeah, so he exists. Uh, Sigma is here. Uh, he's sort of teased by Team Mexico. Uh, it must have been two weeks ago, I think we mentioned on the show. Um, he's a shield tank. Uh, there's an argument about whether he's a main tank or an off tank, but he does have a shield, um, and he can uh, launch two hyperspheres. That's his primary fire with infinite ammo, um, they, which bounce off walls and implode after a short duration, damaging enemies within a sizable radius. Um, sizable radius, maybe, but it doesn't have very good range. Um, it's like 15 or 20 meters probably so um that's just notable i guess um his barrier um is like is on right click right like reinhardt's is and it's uh, got sort of a health pool like reinhardt's does um 
uh, but you place it like uh, old Symmetra's photon barrier, essentially. So you, you hold down right-click and it shoots off in the direction you're facing um, until you let up again and then it stops. Uh, so it's kind of cool. Uh, kinetic Grasp, basically Defense Matrix can do everything Defense Matrix does, um, except then whatever um, whatever projectiles you absorb um, gets converted, uh, like a fraction of that gets converted into shields for Sigma, which is kind of nice. Um, it has an ability called Accretion, which um, just basically you throw rocks at people, um, and, and with the longer range uh, that you hit people with, the the more knockdown it does, all the way up to like an earth shatter type knockdown, and like you have to like get up from it, uh, which is interesting. Um, and then his ultimate gravitic flux, which is sort of a weird name. I don't think gravitic is a word. Um, I'm googling it now, but um, but but yeah. So he um, you, you press Q and he flies up in the air. Uh, you can fly just like Vok Mercy does. Um, and then select an area, kind of like Doomfist's uh, uh, meteor strike, uh, but then all the enemies, sure, up, sure enough, get sucked up into the air, um, and then smashed down a bit later. Uh, they, there's some time immobile, and then they get smashed down to the ground, and it deals like 50% of their max HP. Um, uh, oh, that is an, that is an adjective. Um, gravitic, just of or pertaining to gravity. Oh. Go figure. Interesting. Um, but but so that's kind of cool. It's like a gigantic uh, um, CC old basically, which makes sense because that's what tanks get. Um, yeah, that's that's Sigma. He's pretty cool. Like I said, the primary fire feels super weak, but other than that, it's yeah. Uh, and he also has no mobility, uh, which is notable, uh, other than his ult. But <laughs> you don't want to have to charge it every time you want to get somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I love his alt, by the way. His alt is so satisfying. Just the voice line, everything about it is so satisfying. Um, I, I love Sigma in general. This is a, this is a, one of the best, I mean, if we're talking backstory in general, one of the, one of the best characters they've released in a while, as far as backstory goes and personality goes and the voice actor is fantastic. Um, yeah, that announcement video was cool. Oh, that they did. Yeah. They're like the, hero introduction whatever yeah yeah that was super spooky i was spooked um but yeah that i mean as far as his abilities go i love him too i, I think it's a he's a really cool hero overall i enjoyed playing him um obviously his primary fire i mean he's a tank ever everyone's like yeah. used to everyone who's i've talked to who, who's played them is like it feels weird that his primary fire isn't that ranged and it's like well they don't He's a tank. They don't want to make him a ranged, like insane DPS hero. It's here. true. So, it's true. Um, but it does feel weird because they feel like Genji shurikens almost. So you you think that they're gonna go farther, um, than they actually do. So, yeah. it's interesting. Um, but um, yeah. So those are the big things from the PTR: is Sigma and Roll Q and this, um. A giant roll cube balance patch but there's a few other changes i'll go over um so like for example you can now endorse people in mystery heroes and no limits and deathmatch wow. total mayhem low gravity and all of the pve event game modes uh uprising retribution and storm rising endorsements that's kind of cool yeah uh several bug fixes tons of bug fixes because always um uh let's see 
Uh, Diva pilot ultimate costs reduced by 12%, so they, they just don't want um, um, that previous nerf to apply to pilot Diva, which makes sense because you know you want it to get her back into the uh, to the mech, uh, back into the mech as soon as you can. So that's fine. Um, Symmetra's teleporter cooldown uh, was further decreased, or I think it I think it was increased actually by the rework and then decreased back to where it used to be. So that's cool. Uh, Wrecking Ball Minefield's projectile speed was also tuned down a little bit in a more recent uh, PTR patch. Uh, and bug fixes. Uh, then there was a patch on the 25th of July, uh, which reverted the Moira Fade buff, uh, so you still can't use it while stunned. Um, you get a little bit of a buff to Sigma's Kinetic Grasp, uh, cooldown reduced from 15 to 13 seconds, and shield per damage uh, conversion increased from 0.33 to 0.4. Uh, so you get a little bit more shields uh, based on the damage you absorb. And more bug fixes. And then there was another patch uh, yesterday on July 31st. Um, the Again, Sigma's Kinetic Grasp uh, can now be cancelled by accretion. So you press another key to stop doing the one key, that's fine. And his barrier can now be recalled while Kinetic Grasp and accretion are in use. So that's that's something. And tons of bug fixes. Uh, yeah. So lots of tuning. And again, I expect this to go live um, by August 13th, if not before, um, in time for that uh, uh, competitive season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Should be out by then, which is exciting. That's coming up quickly. And that, uh, if you hadn't heard, is going to be the patch that playoffs will be played on for Overwatch League which is interesting uh, because I think everyone was a little upset from last year with just how different playoffs were uh, from the regular season. Uh, it was just very interesting to see, obviously, the fifth and sixth seed make the grand finals because the meta favored them heavily. So, um, yeah, that's that's <clears throat> is going to be interesting. Um, I think the most interesting change for Overwatch League, Joe, is the ultimate the ultimate uh thing uh, the 12 percent increase in ultimates across the board uh is a eh. is a big change to the game um and that's that's probably going to be the biggest viewership change is and like cat like casters always love to point out like oh here are all their ultimates ultimates are going to be less important because there aren't going to be as many up um and a lot of fights aren't going to be dependent on ultimates they're going to be dependent on skill kind of just whoever can outskill the other team in a fight which is going to be interesting um and that's going to be a complete almost completely different way like a completely different way the opposite way of playing compared to goats which is so ultimate heavy um in a composition of of champions that don't do that much damage necessarily but all have insanely good ultimate abilities especially like zarya and stuff like that that you would base your team fight around um, and it's going to be big for support support alts too, uh, because support alts are all super busted as we know, uh, but for good reasons. Um, so it's that, the support ultimates are going to be up less often, which means more team wiping ultimates for the other team possibly, or more team wiping plays for the other team possibly. So that's going to be a big change. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just sort of talking about along those lines, talking about a meta that that doesn't rely on uh, 
Ultimates. It's interesting listening to the casters talk about that too, and try to like make sense of of the the games that they're watching. Um, but just thinking in terms of um, not goats <laughs> and trying trying to learn how that works in your head. Yeah, I, you know. Yeah, because especially because a lot of the DPS ultimates are not at like Widowmaker's ultimates. Like, not like the casters don't need to point out that that's going to be up because it's good. It's a good ultimate, but it's not like a game. It's not a fight winning ultimate. They're not going to be like, oh, they got the Widowmaker ult up. I don't know if I don't know if the other team can win this fight. They should probably just give up. Like it's it's not yeah. compared to goats where it's like, oh. They got this ultimate, this ultimate, like that's almost a guaranteed fight win. Um, whereas in this meta, that's definitely not the case. Usually a lot of DPS ultimates require like a lot of skill and all this stuff and a lot of different stuff to happen comparatively to tank and support ultimates. So, uh, it's true. yeah, um, league picks started this week. Um, sort of, sort of. <laughs> uh there was a was there a bug or something it just wasn't working properly so they had to to yeah so they just said well we'll just move it to next week okay that's fine i didn't get so to try you, it out yeah i think it's like an hour before the games start you go online and you can make picks and uh have a chance to win uh league tokens that's cool yeah so it is it on twitch Someone I saw I saw that it wasn't on Twitch, but then I saw that it was on Twitch, maybe. <laughs> but I'm um, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if it was on Twitch or not. I know on like on their website, yeah, uh, or website.com, you can go do it. Yeah, I don't know if it's Twitch or not. Okay, um, well, I'm definitely doing that this week. Um, Overwatch World Cup rosters were announced, but we're we we're running out of time here, so that's a lot of stuff to talk yeah. about. Um, so we'll push that back to next week, hopefully, um, and talk about that because th- that's definitely interesting. But that we're not gonna need to talk about that anytime soon, I guess, because that isn't starting yet. Um, twenty twenty Overwatch League roster rules were announced, though, Joe. It's true already. Yeah. It seems uh, seems like they care about next crazy. year more than this year. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they announced all the dates, all the key dates for signing windows stuff, um, deadline for having eight minimum of eight players on your teams, November 15th, um, players who were born on or before June 15th, 2002 are eligible to sign overwatch league contracts for the 2020 season. Uh, just a bunch of, a bunch of guidelines on roster rules. I think the most interesting one is a counter to what fusion university did, um, (laughs) <laughs> this season which was they decided that they were going to go to korean contenders because there's no rule against it and uh all the best players come from korea so why not just go they already have some amazing koreans on their team they're like let's just go to korea let's just do this um and overwatch league said no we don't want you to do that um <laughs> they they basically just set a rule in place saying um that your academy team uh the overwatch league uh team the your overwatch league team if it if it's geographically in america which philadelphia is um they must stay in contenders uh north american contenders so sorry philadelphia fusion um you're no longer gonna get those sweet sweet korean players uh but you still can (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, and there was some clause about you have to have 
uh, that, that if you want to be if an overall CT wishes to operate a containers affiliate in a different geographic region, uh, they must have meaningful local infrastructure in place and will not receive academy team benefits uh, even even in spite of that. So yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing. Meaningful local infrastructure. Interesting. So is that going to mean that if Fusion University wants to stay in Korea, they're going to have to like claim a city or something and be like, hey, we're the, we're the Busan Fusions. I, I guess. The Busan F- Fusions or something. <laughs> and they say... Have, yeah. have like stuff going on there. Maybe have like staff there. I don't know. That, that reminds me a lot of minor league baseball because um, like the Dodgers, like teams, teams that are like in at Los Angeles or something... Their minor league teams might be like, like in the Midwest or like halfway across the country, uh, nowhere near Los Angeles, um, but they they're still able to keep those teams as their minor league teams because they have they represent the city and they they're their own thing. So maybe they want something like that to happen. I know academy, um, or the academy teams and the contender structure has always taken from minor league baseball i think the most out of any minor league sport actually physical sport so i think they i think i always immediately go to minor league baseball because i think it is the best minor league system out of any physical sport so um i think they also do and try to try to make it like that as much as they can so i think that's what they would want want them to do joe we'll see if they do it or if they come back to America. Uh, yeah. Anything else Anything else significant on here uh, that you want to talk about? Um, not with that one, I don't think. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are a lot. It, that's op- up on the Overwatch League website if you want to see that. Uh, we got some gauntlet details, eh? Um, the gauntlet, which is in October 9th, uh, 9th to 13th if you didn't know about the gauntlet it's a contenders thing um the best teams from each region of contenders so this is a worldwide thing are going to face off against each other um 10 teams yes 10 teams um and it's taking place in seoul south korea uh so if you're from korea go buy tickets and go go to this thing because it'll be it'll be cool um but yeah, it is going to be played with two two roll lock enforced is also what we're f- what we found out in this in this article. Um, but yeah, they're going to be groups, so they're going to be groups, group A and group B, and it's going to be a double elimination bracket. Um, with oh, this is weird. So it's like a round robin, and then one team will be eliminated from each group, and then then it's just an eight seed bracket. So basically. <laughs> So the round robin is between. So there are ten teams, and then and then they do a round robin kind of, and then they move on to a top eight, which is interesting. Okay, okay. Um, anything to talk about with the gauntlet, Jeff? You excited? Yeah, I mean, it's we don't have to you know think about it much yet until Joe, um, you know, mid October, but uh, but yes, it was released, so that's cool. And it's based on the season. I think they said that ends on, um, that like at the end of September. I think is when this particular cont- um, okay. contender season ends. 
Okay. Um, yeah, should be should be fun. Uh, but let's go. Last week we didn't do predictions, Joe. Uh, we got to make up for that this week by by doing predictions. Actually, um, this is <laughs> I love our first match. Our first match is very interesting. It's between the two worst teams in the league, Joe, Florida and Washington. Justice. Um, eh. <laughs> I think it'd be good enough to good enough to pick. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's an interesting one to pick for sure. Um, and I pick first because I'm ahead of you by three points, and I'm gonna go Washington Justice uh, because they actually won last week and look pretty good in this meta comparatively to Florida, who is, uh, is bad. Uh, <laughs> you gotcha. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm 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 gonna also pick Washington, but I got a stat here to throw at you. Oh. Uh, Washington Just Washington Justice right now have the best team fight win rate in the league in stage four. Wow, what is it? <laughs> uh, it's like sixty something percent. Oh my! It's a it's a Captain Planet article that came out today. Oh my! They faced uh, Toronto, right? Yeah. Wow. I think so. Yeah. Washington might be the best team in the league. I I'm convinced. I think we all should be convinced that this team is unstoppable. Uh, they can't make they can't make playoffs anymore. Uh, but they will be ruining everyone's days when they destroy them and go seven and zero in stage four. Joe, this is gonna be great. Yeah, it's sixty three percent team if I win right this week. <laughs> wow, uh, and it's only gonna go up. Um, do they? Oh yeah. Who do they face? Do they face anyone else this week? No, they only face Florida. So they are right. no wait now they face Vancouver. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that'll be a They're going to win. They're going to win. Um <laughs> Valiant Soul Dynasty. Uh this is also happening today as we're recording. Um This is going to be a good game, Joe, but I I hmm, I'm going to go Valiant. I just think they're the better team. We talked about Soul today. So if you listened to earlier in the podcast, you'll know why me and Joe aren't too high on Soul. Uh, but yeah, I like Valiant more than Soul for sure. Uh, Valiant didn't have the cleanest start to the stage, uh, but I still love Shax. He's one of my favorite DPS players right now. I think he, I think he goes ham on Soul Dynasty. He wins he wins it for Valiant. Yeah. Um, originally, I had also, or originally, I had picked Soul um, when I did this originally, and then um, going back and watching some of the matches they had this week was kind of rough. Um, and, and you know, granted, they, uh, you know, some difficult matches to be sure. But yeah, I think Valiant's got a lot more, um, uh, a lot more to prove this stage and a lot uh, of good skills to be able to do it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, That's all I know about that. let's move on to the other LA team Los Angeles Gladiators versus the San Francisco Shock Gladiators have a little bit of a tough week against the Hunters and then Shock here uh, last time these two played was in stage one I believe and the Gladiators beat them at, at least in the regular season I don't I can't remember if they faced in the stage playoffs at all um, maybe yeah I don't know uh, but yeah, the Los Angeles Gladiators, San Francisco Shock. This is going to be another good matchup. Shock, we barely talked about them, but um, they did look good in this meta. And of course they are because they have the, one of the deepest rosters in this league um, with insane talent. We got to see Stryker a lot more here. So I was happy. I was a happy boy because of that. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a tough one. Um, 
Does do the shock play anyone else this week? This is the shock's only game because this is the shock's only game this week. Uh, and the gladiators have another tough match against the hunters the day before this. I'm going to go shock on this one. Uh, I think shocks definitely just a little bit better than gladiators. And this is, they're just going to be focusing on this game. So I'm going shock. Um, yeah, well, I guess that makes three in a row. <laughs> We're doing the same <laughs> thing. I mean, um, you're right. This is, you're, this is their only match this week. Um, it's also true that, um, this is a gladiators team that lost to Houston last week. Um, you know, so that's, uh, you, you know, not something you really want to see. Uh, he, you know, out of your, your top tier of watch league team, but yeah, um, it's, it's certainly going to be like one of the best matches of the week. I mean, it's, I think they're, their quote unquote match of the week is Atlanta versus Houston, which is interesting. But <laughs> uh, and I guess that's the next one we're picking. Yeah. But um, uh, but but yeah, no, it's going to be a really good series for sure. I I agree. Um, I think Gladiators take it against Hunters, but I think they lose shock. Uh, Atlanta, Houston, we're picking it. <laughs> match of the week. This is the best match this week, Joe. Officially, apparently. Um. Oh God. Um. Atlanta, Houston. Uh, Atlanta looked pretty good. I like. I'm a fan of Atlanta. I'm a fan of Baby Bay. Um, I in this in this meta, I like I like them. They beat Hangzhou Spark, Houston. It just depends what Houston shows up. They faced Philadelphia earlier this week. Um, oh, this is this is a tough one. I mean, if if. If it was the really good Houston, I would pick Houston 100% of the time. But I don't know what Houston's going to show up ever. So, actually, uh, God, this is this is a tough one. This is basically a coin flip for me right now. Um, I'm going to go with Houston. I'm going to go with Houston. Um, I think their team's a little bit better. Potential's a little bit better. Maybe they did figure out something with Dante last week when they beat the Gladiators. Maybe they'll keep doing that, and it'll work, work out well for them with that with that's silver Dante. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Houston here, Joe. Well, I feel like I should be different at some point, but, uh, I think strategically um, it makes sense for you as you, <laughs> as you are three games behind yeah. me here. He, cause yeah. So, cause my original pick was also Houston. I like, I think the, like you said, a team that can beat the gladiators definitely, um, is capable of handling Atlanta. Um, but, but yeah, no, on the other hand, I mean, Atlanta did also solidly, um, you know, 3-1 Hangzhou uh, last week. You know, that's um, it's impressive enough on a resume that, I mean, I, I guess I don't I don't feel bad picking them. I don't feel bad picking okay. them over Houston. Okay. Uh, and we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, uh, but he, yeah, it is going to – just they're relatively evenly matched. I think that's for sure. Yeah, they are. I think it's a close one. So I think I think you could go either way. If you want to amend any of your other picks either to try to catch up to me, you you can now. Um, or if you want to stick with them, you can. It, it, the only one I might change is Soul or Valiant, but I think even then, uh, it's likely enough for Valiant that I'm going to stay with that. So okay, so our one difference: Atlanta and Houston. Um, so now everyone has to watch that game. It's the match of the week and me and Joe have a difference on it. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't watch that game. I mean, t- to be fair, it's not a very, uh, uh, 
uh, like decisive difference. Yeah. <laughs> like I literally said, I'm just going to pick different people. Because I can, <laughs> yeah, <but>. exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's pretty much all we got for this week. Unless you want to say anything else, Joe? I don't think so. All right. Um, uh, uh, other than, I guess, hopefully we'll be back to more regular shows here for a while. <laughs> yeah, we've been, we've been sorry, sorry for all the weird timings and all this stuff. My girlfriend's visiting this week, so um, I, 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 me and Joe planned to do shows and I forgot twice. Um, but luckily, we luckily we had time here uh, today. That and just me being gone for this couple. Yeah, weeks too, yeah, exactly. But- um, so hopefully, once we get once we get a more consistent schedule going. Um, but yeah, if you want to follow us on social media, my personal social media is at JW George IV. Joe's is at Kirkpatrick underscore Inc. That's INC. Our, uh, our show has a Twitter at on the flank show. Joe's tweeting out our MVPs, some nice graphics for our picks every week. Our power rankings are on there. And we tweet out, of course, when we release an episode every week. So go follow us there. Uh, you can email us on the flank show at gmail.com or tweet at us. If you have any questions, topics you'd like us to talk about, if you're on your internet browser, you can find us at on-the-flank.pinecast.co, my YouTube channel, which is John George. You're most likely going to find that on my Twitter. Uh, We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on Google Play. Uh, Go find us on your podcast provider and uh, enjoy this week. I'm actually going to go to the games with my girlfriend tomorrow. Um... So if you are in town or going to the games, uh, come say hi to me. Uh, But yeah, enjoy this week.